friend, Matt. Yeah, come on. Come on, baby. This is my friend, T-Bone. Hit somebody. Houston goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. Really, just the whole game was uh, just kind of our whole, our whole entire season. It was the defense just keeping us in there, um, and then the offense making plays when it counted. And then, of course, Harrison Bucker hitting from about 70. So it's um, it was a microcosm of our whole season. I'm just proud of the guys that kept believing, um, and, I'm, and I'm proud of the coaches for calling up those plays. They got us some touchdowns there at the end. You know, you go on and win the championship. Being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs, maybe a lesson learned for everybody else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. <laughs> Mahomes' laugh even sounds like a goat. I mean, seriously, did you hear that there? He did. <laughs> he sounds like Fran Drescher. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> oh, that laugh was cracking me up. Uh, Mahomes, talk that talk, baby. You earned it, man. You earned it. And we said it last week. How the heck are the Niners favored? I mean, I'm not on here acting like I understand more than Vegas about making their odds or whatever. And maybe the betting, you know, they want the betting. To, the, the word is right. They want the betting to come in even, right? And they take the Vig, right? They take the juice. Um, but that's their goal with each line that they set. But, like, who was betting on San Francisco and giving, like, a point and a half? I don't understand it. I didn't think the Niners looked good in the playoffs at all coming into this game. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm taking Pat Mahomes every time, man. I, you'd win so far. You'd win 75% of the Super Bowls by by that theory. And the only one you wouldn't have won, Bone, is going against Brady, who's the other damn goat. You know? Exactly. The Charlotte Comfort Systems temperature right now 59 degrees. Choose local. Choose Charlotte Comfort at CharlotteComfortSystems.com. Here's why, Mac. The Niners were never a smart bet, in my opinion, because the Niners to win that game. It was never going to be a game where they blew them out. It was never going to be a game where they dominated start to finish. Most likely, if the Niners back had any chance to win, it would be a game like we saw that's close. But if you're betting on a close game to happen, are you going to take the Niners or what the Chiefs and Mahomes do? Yeah. That's why I thought the Niners aren't going to blow them out. It's going to be close. And in close games, why would you go against Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, right yeah. That's why I'm kind of like... It's the way it played out. I right? got to be honest. Is there a thing now with a Kyle Shanahan team in the big game? Oh, there has where to you, be. Where you think, has to be. I don't really want to take them. And then if they get up by 10 or even more, like let's say 28 to 3, and he's calling the plays, like it, you start to worry from that standpoint too. It, 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 that's got to become a thing, I would think, that he has to find a way to eliminate. By the way, the most amazing thing that's going on today, Flounder, and I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if as a DJ you check out your reviews. Flounder came in today and said the Chiefs want it. They deserve it. We're going Taylor Swift songs all day. I even created a new uh, open for today. There's specifically. been a new open for you and everything. There has been, there has not been that many people mad that you're playing Taylor Swift. I think they're enjoying it, quite honestly. Panther Bo says he sang Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift in a drunken night of karaoke. That's a good one. That's a good one. So man, he, was I gotta tell you. he was now, into it. He was into you playing do that. Do we one. work some Usher in as well today a little bit? <laughs> 
I, I was just planning to go all Taylor uh, just to see if we could trigger. A, it's a already hot in our studio today. Might as well play some Usher as well. Yeah, let's just take our shirts off like Usher and just dance a little bit. You know what I mean? No. Oh, okay. oh no. Uh, or, oh, oh, no. Oh, look at cute oh. 49er fan. Looks Uh-oh. so sad. Someone give him a hug. You know what, though? He's still repping, so we got to give him credit oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He's still, still got, got that gang shirt on. Hugh, you look like you did four years ago. Why is that the same kind of look he got on his face? What, yeah. <laughs> what could have possibly happened then? <laughs> oh, he's bad. He's storming off. Oh, man. Man, anyway, hey, that's my Duke friend. Keep your head up. We got the tournament coming up. Let's uh, all right. Let's lock in here. What are we supposed to actually be talking football here for a second? There's so many little periphery conversations. Like you said, we still have more commercial talk to have. There will probably be another Usher conversation about the halftime show. Some people angry at me, calling me a hater. I'm trying to just acknowledge. I just don't know any of this stuff. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let's focus on this, Bone Man. Um, the Chiefs do it again. It's three and five years. So the so the the D words being used here. All right, uh, dynasty. Excuse everybody, me? settle down okay. out there. Dynasty. What the heck? <laughs> wow, I didn't know what I was do being. You put I'm this, usually called out on text line. Do uh, you do you put this as a dynasty? Like Cowboys won three and four years. That's a dynasty. I would argue there's more parity in the NFL today than there was back then. Like this, even if you're the biggest Chiefs hater around, this has to be considered a dynasty, doesn't it? It has to. And you have to factor in how many AFC championship games that Mahomes has been to as a starter. Yes, they're winning a lot of these. Six and six years. But it's the whole it's the whole resume that goes with the championships. They have the most talented quarterback to ever play. They have a tight end, Matt, that is climbing the charts as one of the best ever. They have a coach that is one of the best ever, and he's making a name for himself in terms of the the Mount Rushmore of coaches. It is a hundred percent a dynasty, hundred percent. I'm looking. I don't at, see how it's not. I'm looking at the Niners. The nine, like I'm looking at all the the teams that are determined dynasties. I said Dallas won three out of four. Here's the crazy thing, too. Who thinks Mahomes is done getting rings? Like, is there anybody in America, even if you hate him, even those of you that just texted in Kermit the Frog or whatever, making fun of his book? Like, you've got to concede at 28. It feels like he's got at least another, another couple, or maybe another few, you know? Like, but I'm looking like the Niners dynasty bone in the 80s. They won 84 Niners won, then 80. Well, they won, eight, in, they won in 80, right? Because they won before Rice got there against the Bengals. 81 Niners. Yeah. 81 Niners, 84 Niners. Then you go 89 Niners, 90, and then 94 Niners. That was kind of spread out, right? Different um, coaches, different but, quarterbacks, and Jerry Rice wasn't even a part of the first one. So that's, here, that's pretty remarkable. Here's itself. the amazing thing about it, though. They never had a five-year stretch where they won three. Like, yeah, they won those five spread out over the course of those years, 12 years, 13 years. But they never had a five-year stretch where they won three, and Mahomes has. Well, remember the, the NFC, the 80, 85 had the Bears, one of the best teams ever. Parcells and the Giants were getting going, and that's – in that time period, Joe Gibbs, Washington, yeah. Joe Gibbs won three. So the NFC was amazing. So the back fact then. that the Niners won that many in that time period with all those teams, it, it's 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 pretty remarkable. It is, it is, it's true. And I'm not hating on them. I'm just trying to provide context here. Like, if is 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 there anybody in America today trying to argue they they are not a dynasty? I don't see how you can. And they're knocking off all their top competition in front of them, especially with the AFC. This year was Buffalo. Buffalo a couple times. They've, they've Buffalo's got to climb that hurdle. That's the Chiefs. They haven't been able to do that yet. Baltimore, they've had their own hurdles, and now they definitely have one. Uh, that's the Chiefs. Cincinnati, you know, they got them once, but it doesn't feel like, Mac, that those other teams are really close. They may get them once in a while, 
but is anyone close to really putting a dent in the dynasty? They could beat them one year, and the Chiefs may go and win two more after that. So that's the there's really nothing in their way to go win five or six of these bad boys. That's the thing. I mean, listen, Burrow's going to get healthy, and I would expect Cincinnati to be a factor. It's it's. I mean, it's hard. It's going to be hard to pick Lamar over over um, Mahomes in the playoffs. Josh Allen, could he get him in the playoffs at some point? I don't know. Here's the thing, Bone. I'm not picking anybody against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, I'm just not doing it. Someone has to beat them again. Right now, I'll say the only guy that's done it is the guy that has over double Mahomes titles. Like, the guy that probably that has the GOAT title that Mahomes is trying to get. But other than that, mere mortals, like mere great quarterbacks, they haven't found a way to do it. Uh, this texture he, says... He, he is him. He is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> is that better? Is Mahomes better than Willie's Mastones? Oh, I'm going. I think Mahomes is better. Like I, that think better? No I, I, I gotta Willie. be honest. I think they both suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mag, what, are you read that text. Oh, no. oh, yeah, read, let yeah, me read ahead. the text. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to derail us. What will? Uh, I guess it's a dynasty. Uh, I won't fight it, even though they're annoying. But what will stop Mahomes from winning the rings is when Andy Reid retires. I mean, I get it because I do think Andy Reid is so freaking good, and I think he's been a big part of Pat Mahomes' development. But Pat Mahomes, you've said it, and I've agreed with it, that we believe he's the most physically gifted quarterback to ever play. He's learned so many lessons from Reid. It's not like he's a young quarterback. Like This is one of the things Romo kept saying right last night was he had, he's always had the physical talent, but now he has that Brady-like understanding of how to manage a game. Yep. So, like, I don't know. Does he need Andy Reid anymore? Here's the thing, you know? too. When Andy Reid does retire Mac and he goes off and just does whatever he's going to do post-coaching, probably would involve a lot of cheeseburgers, uh, as he said last night. <laughs> the coaches are going to – the best offensive minds in the game are going to try to finagle and line their way up to get to Patrick Mahomes, are they not? So, yeah, Reid may go, and it may change. And when that time comes, Mac, watch how many coaches are linked to that job. Because they want to coach Patrick Mahomes. They can just pretty much pick whoever they want to within reason. Yeah. With uh, this guy or this guy. It's not, like, it's not like people are going to go, I don't want to go there. Yeah, they're going to get a pretty gifted offensive coach that's going to want to team up with that. You know, uh, this, uh, let's see here. Unnamed texter, 980 area code, says, Mac, um, uh, yes, it's a dynasty, but I'll tell you this. To me, last night was the night where they reached the point of Patriots level hate. You thought really? You thought it was severe this year leading up. I'm telling you, how much hatred do you think they're going to have next year trying to get a three-peat? Yeah, I, I think the hate's only going to grow. I mean, I was talking to my sister who could you know, take or leave football. I didn't even know she cared this much. And my God, she listed the things she hates about the Chiefs bone. Brittany Mahomes' swimsuit issue photo shoot came up. I'm like, how? It's on my list of why I like the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of guys enjoyed that. But, like, there are so many things. Taylor. Kelsey. Now Kelsey does this to Reed, and people are mad about that. Um, it's just they win, they win so much. They, the more they win, Bone, the more they're going to annoy people. You know, like any great team does. I just I do think the hate is going to continue to mount and grow. And if they get near the six that Belichick and Brady had 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 together, I mean, I would think that it's going to be a severe hate. I just I don't see myself ever ever being bothered by them. 
and ever being tired of them unless they're going against the freaking Panthers, obviously. Yeah, I didn't you love know? I didn't love the Kelsey Reed moment last night. I'm a Travis Kelsey supporter. I, I did not I don't love the anger outbursts. That kind of bothers me a little bit, but in terms of Mahomes, he's humble man, and I I, I don't really see ever hating Mahomes. Speaking of Mahomes, Mac, Statmuse on X last night had this up there. The stats before they turned thirty. Mahomes is twenty eight in comparison to what Tom Brady did before thirty. Mahomes. Five thousand. Um, this playoff stats. Mahomes five thousand one hundred thirty-five yards. Brady three thousand two hundred seventeen touchdown passes. Mahomes forty-one. Brady twenty. INTs eight for Mahomes, nine for Brady. Championships three each. Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes passes Brady three to two. He is on pace, my friend. Yeah. He is on and pace. And that leads us into the next discussion. And our texters, a lot of texters say, one texter says, Reed Belichick comparison needs to happen. Is Andy Reed the GOAT? So those numbers you just gave and everybody asking about Andy Reed's place, that that's the perfect setup for the next segment, Bob. And this segment was sponsored you know. by Compassion International. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. That's radio to 97646. When we come back, we just said it. Legacy talk on Reed and Mahomes. How high up the list are they climbing? Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Travis Kelsey uh, talking about Pat Mahomes. Uh, Pat Mahomes talking about Andy Reid after the game. <laughs> Says I love the guy. Um, you didn't seem very loving in the first half, and we'll talk about that more as the show continues. Because I, I, I don't. I don't know. I have a feeling the media is going to gloss over that one, and I don't want to totally gloss over. There's a lot of more fun conversations to have, but that wasn't your normal. I'm mad because you took me out, and I want to get the ball, and I want to have a chance in the red zone to score. That that went above and beyond that moment. Uh, and and ironically, Bo, he said after the game on with uh, with Boomer and Booger on the Sports Center set, the NFL primetime set. He said, "Yeah, I'm sure it'll it'll come out on mic'd up." What I said, so yeah, he was. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, so yeah, and, and I don't. The yelling is one thing. The banging into a 65 year old man, you know. Yeah, that I, was uncomfortable. That, that's not a great look at all to me, man. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. And again, 
I don't know if he tried it. I don't know if he just got a little, came in a little hot. I don't know what it was. And I got a little um, worried about the Chiefs because they didn't feel like they had that Chiefs confidence early in the game. They were, oh, becoming, they were shaking. They were, they were like fans at the waste management open early on in this game. They were <laughs> yelling and hitting each other, and they might have been drinking in the back. I don't know what was going on there, but that was not the Chiefs that went into Buffalo, went into Baltimore, confident. They didn't have a, they didn't have a quiet confidence. They had an outward, out. Outward sort of panic almost there on the way. But they righted the ship. Yeah. They had multiple meetings on the sideline in the first half. They adjusted at halftime. Kelsey calmed his ass down and started balling in the second half. And and the rest is history. And it's it's a lot of history for the Chiefs right here. All right, so we've got Mahomes and Andy Reid and dual like goat or where do they rank conversations at the very least. Um as far as Reed, let's start with Reed, because that's that's one that that's one's a little different. So let's start with the one that that needs there needs to be more comparing Andy Reid to the all-time great coaches because let's not forget Bone. This is six straight AFC championships. Let's not forget all the conference championship games he made it to in Philly. And I got to be honest with you, I think Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback, but far from a great quarterback. Hell, every guy they put in when McNabb was hurt. He found a way to win with. I think Andy Reid has been a brilliant football coach for years, and I don't think he got the credit he deserved in Philly. I think he's had an amazing, consistent career of constant winning, and now he's got the three rings where now people will entertain the conversations. I don't know if you can put it put him over a guy that has double the rings of him, but a lot of texters seem to be trying to put him above Belichick. Multiple people pointing out you don't have the different cheating scandals that you had with Belichick which I think plays a little bit of a, of a role there. Um, what do you think, Bone? I think, I mean, I think Andy Reid's got to at least be in the top three or four conversation of all-time coaches, right? Back, listen to the guys he passed last night with three. Shaw, Landry, Parcells, Coughlin, Shanahan, Seifert, Jimmy Johnson, Flores, Vince Lombardi. They all had two. Andy Reid went one above them last night. He's now tied with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs as the coaches that have three. Chuck Knoll has four, and of course, Belichick has six. So think about what that win... You talk about legacies. Listen to the, listen to those names of guys, Matt, that only had two. The greatest of the greats, Lombardi, Shua. Reed's now got three. He gets four. He's going to pass Walsh and Joe Gibbs, which is an insane thing to think about, right? But he is definitely in that discussion right now. He'll never... I don't think he's going to be around long enough to, to get to Belichick, but... Man, he's certainly put himself in the Mount Rushmore coaches, hasn't he? 41 playoff wins. And I'm looking at it here, Bone. Multiple playoff wins in, let's see here, three. Well, yeah, only in Philly, he only did it three times. But with the Chiefs, he's already done it more uh, more than that. He's already got four season multiple playoff wins. Of course, he's gone to four Super Bowls with the Chiefs. He's been to five Super Bowls for his career and won three of them. He's done it in two different spots. Uh I, I think he's got to be in, like, the top three. I don't know if you can take Belichick out. Listen, I can't stand Belichick. I find him extremely unlikable, smug, arrogant. I don't. I, I can't stand the dude. Um, and there is the cheating stuff, but he has six. He has double. I, how can you put Reed ahead of him? He has double. I think Joe Gibbs and, and Gator Rube said this, too. Joe Gibbs is one guy I always want to put into the top three coaches. Because of the, you know, most of these coaches, Bone, won their Super Bowls with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Matter of fact, damn near all of them. Not Joe Gibbs. He won three Super Bowls with three different non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So no one of them with Bradshaw. 
right? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson and then Barry Switzer won them with Aikman. Um, you know, Shanahan won them with Elway. You go on and on down the list. Brady and Belichick, Mahomes and Reed. There's no other coach that has the resume of winning with quarterbacks that aren't all-time greats that Joe Gibbs has. He's got to be in this top three, I believe. And the difference is, man, if he could have, if he could have got just one in Philadelphia, you know, it, it, this discussion might be different. Cause think oh, of, big time. Because think about yes. it, Matt. Belichick, all his success came in one spot. Noel, one spot. Walsh, one spot. Gibbs, one spot. Andy Reid has been successful at the highest level, won championships in Kansas City already. Man, he was so close to breaking through in Philadelphia. And all these guys on this list, Vince Lombardi, Jimmy Johnson, Mac, didn't have the success in Miami that had in Dallas. How many of these guys, Mac, did it in two different spots? And if he could have just got that one more in Philadelphia, how high would he be up on this list? I mean, look at these seasons in Philly. This is not easy to be this consistent. I know everybody in Philly because they're angry at everybody. Um, that, that they just, they, they, they turned on them in Philly, 11 win season, 11 win season, 12 win season, 12 wins, 13 wins, 10, 11, 10. I mean, look at all those double digit win seasons. There's something to be said for that level of consistency. And again, I don't think he had a great quarterback in Philadelphia. Like people wanted to blame it on Andy Reed, but now we see what Reed's done with a great quarterback. Can't. Can't we just say uh, McNabb maybe was the one that wasn't good enough? It's very fair. Uh, again And again, I know it's it's harsh to compare McNabb to one of the, probably the two all-time great quarterbacks. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Mac, here's an, it, it doesn't look to me like an Andy Reid problem. Here's a fact that might be interesting to people here as well, Mac, because they were talking to fans were concerned that Canales didn't have a lot of experience as an offensive coordinator, right? He was on staffs, but he was an OC for one year. It's fascinating to me, looking at his resume, Andy Reid was never an offensive coordinator at all. Not one year. He was never an OC. He was obviously yeah. the quarterback coach with, with Brett Favre and the not and he wasn't <laughs> excuse me. QB coach for Brett Favre, assistant head coach, skipped over the coordinator stage. He went right to head coach. So this guy was never an OC and look at his career he's happening. Yeah, which goes to show when we all get worked up, oh, that guy was never a coordinator or with Canales. Not saying he's gonna be Andy Reid, although that'd be very nice. But for Canales, oh, he's only coordinator for one year. We get worked up about these things, me, you know, me included. And sometimes you look at it and often, you know, if you're going to be a great coach, you're going to be a great coach. By the way, he had four double-digit win seasons in Kansas City before Mahomes got there. Like this dude, like that, mm. that, that and it speaks to what you're saying about doing it at two places. Uh, we're talking about Bone. 12 double-digit win seasons in the NFL without Mahomes. <laughs> That's great. It's not bad. Dude, he's in the top three at the very least, and maybe I'm shortchanging him. I don't know. Maybe I'm shortchanging the guy by saying, oh, he's only in the top. I'm only willing to go top three. That's a good point, Mac. He's had his first year in Philly, 5-11. and 11. He had a 6-10 and 10 year. And then at the end, he had a 4-12 and 12 year. So he had three losing seasons in Philly. Uh, he has not had one. In Casey, so three losing been, seasons in 25 yeah, he's years. Been coaching since 1999. Three losing seasons for us, Mac. It's called a uh, a three-year span. <laughs> I mean, yes, these conversations have to happen. I think he's a classy dude. He's been through a lot personally. I just I like Andy Reid, man. He likes food. He likes cheeseburgers. I do too. Like I just I like this man. He's another reason why I don't get how many people, other than the winning. I just I I. 
I couldn't root against Andy Reid. I just I have a soft spot for him, man. Now let's talk about Mahomes. Um, I mean, you or, still or Mahomes as the kids are saying Mahomes, it's, it's catching on, right? Or now. Stones as the kid. Well, not the kids. Willie P saying it. Um, you can't give him goat yet. Like I saw a lot of football guys last night, Bone tweeting out Ryan Clark. And I think he said something similar with SVP last night on SportsCenter. But Ryan Clark said something to the effect of, I don't care about the championship numbers. I'm not waiting. Um, that's the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's like, I think that's disrespectful to Brady. As annoying as Brady has been to, to me personally for years, you personally, like a lot of us, right, have been tired of, of it. He did it in two places, right? So he's the one, you know, when you talk about Belichick and Brady, he went and then won it elsewhere, and Belichick, you look at him, did he get exposed a little bit without Brady? And Mahomes is not even halfway there. Like, you can't you can't say GOAT yet. But you can also say this. I heard, um, I think it was Tim Hasselbeck, said this is the best start to a career in the history of this sport. True. And I don't think I'm disagreeing with that. What he's done in six seasons as a starter is absolutely absurd, man. It really, like, he is, he is GOAT tracking, isn't he? He is. I um, coach. I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, sounds like something done in Anson County. Um, <laughs> yes, the, the goat, the goat conversation. I understand why they happen, and we have them too. But those are conversations that have to happen over time. We can project, but that's all it is. If you want to say, like we said a couple weeks ago, that he's on pace for that, that's one thing. But we got, we need more time here. He needs more time to win. He needs more time to get to that. So, yes, we can say he's trending towards that. But to say he's that, yeah, we got to let this thing build up a little more here. Yeah, talent, There's talent level and then there's resume. You got to let him build up the resume more. This dude said in his prime, Mahomes is better right now than Brady was. He's more dynamic, right? You see the big runs he makes. You see the plays he makes off schedule and off structure. And, maybe, and Brady doesn't do that as much. I just, I don't know. I, but I also believe Bone he could get to five and end his career with five, but be the, but, but, could be the goat. Like I'm not someone who believes he's got to get to seven. Like I, be, I don't know how you feel about that. Like is it sure? It's got to be more than just titles because he is more physically gifted than Brady. He does more wow stuff than Brady, but he also flounder is able to manage those clutch moments like Brady. Like what do you do? You think he? Need, like, how, how many titles does he get to need to get before you can call him the GOAT? So, it depends on the length of his career, right? If he goes the same amount of time that Brady does, or somewhere in that neighborhood, within probably about two or three years, you're probably saying to yourself, in order for him to overtake that status, he may need to win. But but it's also, right, it, it's also going to be... And I mean, I know people hate this phrase in sports. It's like the eye test. Like, who did he go up against? Did he fight? It's also who he loses to. You know, I mean, Brady, I mean, they've got three losses. And look, man, I'm wearing his jersey today. I've, I'd love Eli Manning. Eli Manning's not one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Nick Foles, like that, I mean, where is he? I mean, I mean, that's, a, that's not a great loss in the Super Bowl. Who has... Mahomes lost to in the Super Bowl. Only Brady. Only Brady. Yeah. That's it. Only the so, guy he's chasing for the goat. So he doesn't have yeah. those losses where you're like, oh, he lost to him. So that's, that's my it. thing. So yeah. if, he, if if that's let's say that's his only loss, he doesn't have to get to seven. If he gets to five bone and his stats per season stats, I don't know how long he's going to play. He's going to set every but, playoff passing record. He's already on pace for that. It's yeah, his playoff. What did you say? His 
of the first six seasons. He's got he's 21 got, more touchdowns than Brady does at this point in their postseason career. And he has like 2,000 more yards, yes. too. And then you look at his regular season numbers compared to Brady. I know it's a bit of a different game, but still, like, he's going to be statistically more impressive. He's physically more impressive. If he wins a cut, what if he if he were to win, start winning without Reed, too? That's huge for his resume. Yes. Right? Because then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you didn't leave the team like Brady did to win one, but then you're winning one with a different coach. So I, I, he's goat tracking, man. He's on his freaking way. He's doing that little goat call. <laughs> we need, we need, we he's need, doing his goat call looking for that goat. We need a goat tracker sound effect. I don't know how I to try to give it to you right there. We need, we need like a we need like a like a DJ like jam in there, like a goat tracker sound. When we're when we're tracking goats, we need like a club song to play or something. <laughs> I'll work on it. We uh, do you, it. you work because I know you you do a lot of DJing work, Bone. So get in there and mix it up. Get on the ones and twos, Boney D. Mac, we All do right? have some breaking news right now. Should we do it right here or should we wait till the next segment here that involves uh, the Charlotte Hornets? Um, I guess we can do it here. Because people keep texting us about it. The Woj dropped a bomb. There's a full ESPN story out there right now on Charlotte Hornets, president of basketball operations, Mitch Kupchak, moving into an advisory role, setting up an immediate search for a new head of operations. So this morning, Mitch Kupchak steps down, going to be in there to sort of, I guess, foresee the transitional phase. But the Hornets and their ever-evolving roster and operation, Mitch Kupchak now looks like he's on the way out. Yeah, we get, remember John Hollinger had this. He reported this last week. Said that he's hearing there could be a GM change right after the trade deadline. So Mitch was a good soldier, right? He did this stuff, you know, to kind of get through the trade deadline, and then they kind of bump him up into this cushy advisory role. We got. We might have to talk about this when we come back. What these new owners are doing. You know what I mean? These new owners are not messing around, Bone. They gave it one. Matter of fact, they didn't even give it one season. They gave no. it they, they, a half a season in. They took charge. I like this. But as you pointed out to me before, like off the air earlier, some fans are trying to complain about what the new owners are doing. I don't understand at all how you can do. Again, I'm not trying to dance on Mitch's GM grave. I'm not trying to be mean about it here. He did some good. He did some good things. He did some bad things. But how can you be anything but like kind of jazzed up by what the new owners are trying to do personally? Yeah, there are pregame show uh, listeners are upset. You got involved too. You got lumped in there. Oh, that okay. we're not Let's talk about we're this not thing. complaining about Let's... the meddling of these guys enough as we do for David. Oh my Depp. goodness! Also, uh, Kupchak was in uh, France right the other day watching James Naji. With one of the owners, did they did they not bring Mitch back from France? <laughs> uh, thank you for bringing me here. Uh, where is my return flight? Yeah, Mitch, just stay here for a while. Come on, man. <laughs> it's cold. The Charlotte Comfort Systems temperature right now is 59 degrees. Charlotte Comfort Systems. Choose local. Choose Charlotte at charlottecomfortsystems.com. When we come back here on the Mac and Bone Show on this Super Bowl Monday morning, Carolina's Super Bowl odds are out. Hassan. Oh, I thought we were talking about Mitch. And the, uh, oh, we're doing. Yeah. I didn't know we we're doing. Yeah, a we got to get into this next, man. I didn't know we we're doing. What these, a yeah, yeah, gosh. What these new owners are doing? We got to do this, man. Mitch, please <laughs> step aside. That's next. Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The 
McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you. We're still trying to figure out those overtime rules in the postseason because it's the first game it was ever used in. Kyle Shanahan might still be trying to figure them out (laughs) as well. Um, Here's the question I don't know, Bone, because I actually started as someone who was rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, I actually got a little nervous, a little nervous there when the clock was starting to run down on the quarter. I was like, we got to get this thing in the end zone. And then... Nance made it clear that, hey, the reason they're not rushing here is if it runs into another quarter, it's still their first possession. They they get to finish that possession off. But okay. here's my question. What happens if the quarter ends, say both teams score a touchdown, okay. and then the quarter ends while the Niners have the ball? Like, do the Niners get to keep the ball and we go into a second quarter of overtime? Or does that end it and then we restart overtime again? Because both teams already had the possessions. Yeah, was there a reset in there? What's yeah, the? I, I don't know what the rule yeah. is on that. I was wondering, what happens back if the Niners held the ball for the entire quarter? Then the Chiefs still get a they possession. They still get it no matter what. Yeah, yeah it doesn't okay. matter if, yeah. Not, if that, it, not that a, that drive would ever kind of happen that way. No, but you definitely could have one you use like uh, 10 minutes early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so everybody needs one possession. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But my question is, because maybe this, maybe Shanahan was thinking, I want to have that second chance if it comes up. The team that gets the ball first will then get it, be the first one to get it second. And then a field goal wins it. You know, was he thinking about that? I would love love it if the Panthers had these problems. (laughs) If we had to analyze Super Bowl overtime formulas. Shocking that we Panther fans do not need to know the new postseason overtime rules yet. We analyze analyze preseason overtime rules. (laughs) Now, what happens in preseason week one if they're tied? A lot of people bringing up what you brought up is that Shanahan wanted the defense to rest. Although, how long was the break between the fourth quarter and the start of overtime? 34 minutes. Oh, no, that was the halftime show. They had a little break there. I don't know. It's just interesting. But I, I at some point, I, we need to dig. Flam, try to dig that up. What are the overtime rules for Jeez. both teams score, they're tied, and then the second possession if the, if the, if the period uh, ends Come up. Come on, Gene. But we promised you Mitch talk. We promised you Schlotkin talk as uh, Schnall and Plotkin uh, plot the new path bone for the Charlotte Hornets. And today was the next step. We had the Rozier trade, we had the Hayward trade, and we had the PJ trade. The next step today was Mitch Kupchak moved to an advisory role, and they're going to go hire a new GM. Um, This is clearly a major change. They are coming in here, Bone, and right away they are changing the way this thing operates. Michael Jordan was never willing to do anything near this. You know, no, never, um, never I, willing to admit that it might not be going well. Yeah, I can always get us out of this, but you never could. Right. And it is easier for the owners because somebody did. Somebody said, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about how these new owners are already doing the right thing? And Michael Jordan never did. It's it's in fairness. And I agree with you 100 percent. And we called for Michael Jordan to do some sort of tear down and kind of restart often. But I'll say this, though. It's a lot easier to be the new owners and say, oh, I'm tearing down what was built before me than it is to be this competitive alpha, right, Michael Jordan, and admit, okay, everything we just did there, 
eh, let's erase it. Yes. You know, so yeah, I that's will, not that's not admitting your mistakes. That's somebody else's. Mistake. So it's a lot easier to come in and do it. I'm just glad that they halfway through the first season, they're already on it. They're already doing this. I think we got a nice little young core to build, whether Bridges is, or, or, is in it or not. I think it's a nice, good on the floor, uh, young basketball crew to build around. What now? Explain what this guy was saying, because somebody, somebody texted and said, "Yeah, Mac, you guys are on here slurping the new owners. Like this is guaranteed to result in championship hardware here in Charlotte." What if I don't think anybody's saying that. I think we just like that. that we just we think this is worth some doing some, this. Some doing. people, no matter what's happening, want to turn on somebody immediately. What have the new owners done at all or had enough time to do where we're angry at the new owners? Like, what them establish? You want to get angry down the line? Like, they're trying to clean up the mess that was left behind right now. So they're going to make decisions. Yeah, there's some, you know, we can complain and, and here and there about certain things. But overall, there's some fans that, and this happened the other day in the pregame show. There are some fans that want us to treat the new owners already like they've got the, the, the history of David Tepper. Where it's like, guys, so somebody said to you, to y'all in the pregame show that, like, why are we not calling out, you know, Schlotkin, Schnall and Plotkin for meddling like we do? Tepper, why right? do these like guys just, to- it was about them being involved in the moves last week. Why do these guys get a free pass for being involved and Tepper doesn't? Well, first of all, Tepper, for what we know, is sending in defensive schemes. <laughs> He's calling in plays to the yeah. coaching staff, uh, whatever. Handing I, over plays if, during if, the week. If the new owners start to tell, uh, Clifford had to run his defense or whoever the coach is, then that's that's there's a there's involvement and then there's over the line. Tepper seems to go over the line with involvement. These guys are just trying to establish uh, the foundational pieces. Yeah, I feel like this is a direction is what the new owners are are creating. This is what we're going to do. I need you to do it and again. Mitch was a good soldier. He knew he was on his way out. I'm sure, you know. Um, I'm sure it gets some nice coin in this kind of advisory role or whatever, but he was acting out the plan. I don't get the idea, though, like our guys, Schnall and Plotkinbone, I don't get the idea that they were in the negotiations for the trades. Oh, I need to get Mitch back. I need. I feel like they just asked Mitch, all right, be a professional. I know this doesn't help you necessarily, but the plan we want to execute is let's use some of these assets and let's go try to get future assets, right? Let's yes. use Terry, Gordon, and PJ, and let's do, try to get draft picks and cap room. Do the most and, that you can right now with, so the, with these certain players. That's not meddling, is it? If you come in as an owner, don't you want a new owner to set the direction? And do, and didn't this team and franchise need a new direction? Like this this core, I know they've been injured the last couple of years, so I know there's a degree of that that we have to acknowledge. But wasn't the feeling that this core just wasn't going to get over the hump? I think we all started to have that feeling. So to me, the direction they set out is the right thing. I wish it was done years ago. I don't understand how that's meddling if you just set the direction. It's meddling if you start saying, get me that quarterback or, you know, run this play. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, that's, like, that's, that, that's that, crossing the line into interference of the actual on the field or on the court product. Mark Cuban's involved in all the moves with Dallas. Mark Cuban's seen as one of the best owners in sports. And he's involved in all these. You can be involved and, and be a great owner, but you can also be involved and be a Daniel Snyder. Yeah. Or a, yeah. Yeah. This texture says, Weatherman Mark says, um, there's nothing wrong with hope. Yeah, we had a guy here, Bone, that said something to me, 704 number. Mac, I don't think, uh, I don't want to totally speak for the texture, but here's the way I view it. 
you were basically throwing some sort of party on Friday. Like the like the direction of the team is something great that we should freak out about. Slow clap and let's see what they do. Who do they hire? What kind of draft picks they have? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because the bar is set so low and and like that this feels exciting to me. I mean, I get what y'all are saying. I don't think Bone or I are on here saying, oh, this is guarantees to bring playoff success. No. Who do they hire as GM? Who do they hire as coach? Because we assume there'll be a change at the end of the season to coach. I think we're just saying they seem to – here's the best way I can put it. It feels like there's a plan now. Before, it kind of felt like it was, eh, let's mess around, see if we can get in that play-in. Can we squeeze out the eighth seed or something like that? Now it feels like there is direction and a plan. And, yes, it doesn't seem like much – I don't want you to think I'm on here acting like we won some sort of title or something. But as a Hornets fan, I'm sorry. Something as small as having a plan leads me to get a little excited, for God's sakes. For as grand <laughs> as MJ's goals were as a player, which was to be the, the best ever, it felt like his goal here, Mac, was just to have a plan just to try to be mediocre. Can we just do enough to just be relevant in a playoff chase? The playing when it came about, can we just try to salvage something here just to be mediocre? It feels like these guys, their long-term goal is not just to be mediocre. These guys are laying out a plan. It's going to take a while. Absolutely. Hey, the status quo here won't be mediocre. It might be bad for a while, but we're not going to accept that. Yes. Like they did that, that's a good way to put it, too. I said plan. You said not accepting just where we've always been in Hornets country, in freaking, what do we call it, draft time purgatory. The lottery. You know? <laughs> that, too. Oh, I'm sorry. That, too. This texter says, I can't find the text. Oh, this texter says, um, this is a good point, too. Maybe the new owners, since they mean business, will also be willing to pay up for coaches and GMs. Michael Jordan ain't poor, but he sure was cheap in that respect. That's, that's a great freaking point. How many times, Bone, have you and I complained about what Michael spends on freaking head coaches? And, and I would think GM is similar as well. Think like, about come the, on, you got to spend at those two positions, man. Think about the pressure, too, when you're a coach and MJ's the owner. The greatest ever, even though he wasn't a great owner, but the greatest to ever play the game is the owner. That's a lot of uh, added pressure when you're having discussions with that guy. And it's probably not really a, a back and forth per se, because you're talking to the goat, right? Yeah. He's going to, he's going to have a knowledge that y you don't have, but you know, now it might be a little bit more of, you know, a little bit more back and forth here. This guy says all Charlotte sports fans know is misery. Give him a break. I don't know. And again, I don't, we, maybe we shouldn't be making a big deal out of it. It's not like this is the majority of fans. But there are some out there, there are, that just there don't want to look at this up positive. I don't freaking get it. This segment was sponsored by Compassion International. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. That's the word radio to 97646. When we come back, more on the Super Bowl last night. Was the Kelsey Reed... Dust up a big deal. What about the halftime show? The commercials? It's an overall topic. Discussions on the Super Bowl from last night on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.